Thank you for joining AJPGI and Liver Physiology for our newest podcast series, Got Guts? The Microversion, where authors address four key points of their paper. Hi, I'm Jamie Jones, the producer of these podcasts, and I hope you enjoy this new series. Hello, uh, my name is Maria Ilomaki, and together with my colleague and postdoc Lauri Polari, we would like to introduce our recent study about the order of events following sequential carotene downregulation in colon. We work in Diana Toivola's Laboratory of Epithelial Biology at Opo Academy University in Turku, Finland. Our laboratory has a long history in studying the role of intestinal keratins, utilizing various models including keratin knockout mice. Of those, especially the keratin-8 knockout has been found interesting as it has a very clear colonic phenotype uh, contrary to knocking out uh, any other major intestinal keratins such as keratin-18 or 19. This highlights the importance of keratin-8 for the colon health. Uh, along with the intestines, full-body keratin-8 knockout mice have major pathologies in several other organs as well, including uh, liver, pancreas and uterus. Uh, thus, it has sometimes been challenging to separate the systemic effects from changes happening in the intestine. Uh, so to solve this, we developed together with Professor Karen Rich from Northwestern University in Chicago a mouse model with uh, keratinate deficiency only in the intestines, and we did this using the Relox B system. Uh, we showed in 2022 in cellular and molecular life sciences that this mouse has a similar colonic phenotype to the older full-body keratinate knockout model, uh, but that this new intestinal-specific mouse was actually overall healthier. Uh, in addition, we found no other obvious changes in any other organs. So here, in this new work, uh, we look closer at the timeline of molecular events following a keratin-8 downregulation, utilizing the adult mice uh, with intestinal-specific tamoxifen-inducible keratin-8 deletion, also, to further support the three error principle in animal research, to replace, to reduce, to refine. We wanted to study whether you can carry out this research with a lower, lower number of mice measuring protein and RNA level changes from their stool samples instead of tissue. This would both reduce the number of animals needed per experiment, as well as to make the results more reliable by enabling monitoring of the same mice over a period of time, removing mouse-to-mouse variation. And we found that indeed, keratin changes even on an RNA level can be detected non-invasively collected stool samples. And uh, the daily keratin profile measured in both stool and tissue were very similar to each other. Of course, the concentrations were still higher in tissue, which made sense since stool is also comprised of a lot of other content rather than just epithelial cells. In addition, we also observed that keratinate loss resulted in patch damage of the epithelial layer, uh, which we also were able to detect via stool analysis, not just through tissue analysis. As stool looseness and the presence of blood in it are among the hallmarks of various colon diseases as well as their experimental models, one could use this non-invasive sampling to determine the genotype and phenotype of colon tissue. I hope that our results will further encourage the use of non-invasive methods to monitor gut health in preclinical models of, for example, colon cancer and inflammatory bowel disease. 
Now, going back to the keratins, so we found that keratinate RNA dropped rapidly already a day after the first tamoxifen treatment, and then the protein concentration followed within a few days, which matches nicely with the previously suggested three to four day life cycle of differentiated colon epithelial cells. Uh, this keratinate downregulation also triggered downregulation of its type 1 keratin pairs, so keratin 18 and 19. Uh, the mice also got modest diarrhea early on, which would suggest that keratin deficiency could be directly affecting ion channels. Not much is known when it comes to keratins in various diarrheic human diseases, uh, but our results here suggest that it might be worth checking as it could also reveal something about the mechanisms behind chronic diarrhea. We expected to see some inflammatory responses here uh, as this uh, keratin-8 knockout mice had a serious epithelial damages. However, we only found a modest local increase in calprotectin levels and none of the systemic inflammatory mediators were mes we measured uh, were changed. We don't know for sure what protects these mice from intestinal inflammation. However, we found that uh, the interleukin-22 antagonist, namely IL-22BB, was rapidly downregulated together with keratin-8. So it's possible um, that increased uh, interleukin-22 signaling, which has been associated with both antimicrobe and regenerative responses, could be a factor here. Now uh, we have several next steps we could do here. Uh, since changes in intestinal keratins have been identified in colon diseases such as IBD, we are now interested in looking into whether we, similar to this paper, could use non-invasive stool sampling to identify and monitor such keratin changes. Uh, with this, we could further explore whether these changes could be utilized for diagnostic purposes. And in addition, we now also have a novel well phenotype mouse model to utilize in, uh, for example, studies regarding drug, diet and lifestyle interventions. If you have any further questions, don't hesitate to contact us. Our contact information can be found well with Google and of course from the research paper being discussed here. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to our micro podcast series. To listen to our latest episodes, please visit AJPGI and Liver Physiology's homepage.